Welcome to another episode of Low Expectations Podcast. I'm your host, Ty, coming to you here Tuesday morning, um, and we're coming back. There were some people saying, oh, I'm not going to record now that the Packers season's over, you know. But, um, you know, came on here during wins, and we'll come on here during losses too. Obviously, we'll dive into both the championship games and what happened in those, and and then we'll just give you a little uh, – kind of preview of what we have planned now that football's over and and everything but uh yeah so let's just dive right in let's get the let's get the first one out of the way i'm guessing that's what people want to hear about is uh the nfc championship uh niners 37 packers 20 the score wasn't even it wasn't even that close of a game uh the niners just dominated this game uh packers get a stop on their first drive, they immediately punt. Rodgers misses Jimmy over the middle. Would have been a first down. Um, and then after that, the Niners scored the Maltzer touchdown on third and eight. Um, that was a great call by Shanahan. Shanahan ran circles around Pettin all night long. Um, the Niners talked about after the game, if you listen to some of their press conferences, how they wanted to they were that was in the plan and on third and longs or third and maybe intermediates whatever you want to call it, third and eight um they knew that green bay was going to do some really funky stuff the green bay likes to put sedarius over the center on those downs and kind of give him a running start and just let him bull rush with his power and strength and san francisco and then, and then preston goes up field kenny goes upfield like the whole thing green bay just rushes hard and they just sell out, and that's what they do best. That's that's one of their strengths all year is getting to the quarterback with the pass rush, and the Niners just run it right underneath that when all their guys are up field and untouched touchdown. Uh, Mozart was absolutely unstoppable in this game. 29 carries for 220 yards and four touchdowns. Um, just completely dominated the game. The offense for Green Bay was slow out of the gate. Um, and next thing you know, you blink and you're down 27-0. It's 17-0, and Green Bay's kind of starting to get a drive going, and and they fumble the snap, uh, which is just like, Jesus, man, like that's that that'll go down in Packers history as just kind of a a play in NFC Championship game in a, in a big game. That's just like, of course, that happens to us. Um, but it just was a disaster. I mean, on that drive, Green Bay, you know, Rodgers, you know, they get going, and all, uh, next thing you know, they're at the San Francisco um, 25 and knocking on the door, maybe get back into the game, 7-17, and bam. Uh, fumbled snap, Niners get a field goal, and then the pick from Rodgers, bad ball. Um, we can talk about Rodgers' play here a little bit. That was a terrible, terrible throw. Uh, the strip sack that they recovered, they got lucky there to get get back on that ball. Um, the interception, like I just said, was really one of the worst throws I've seen him make. Um, there was some discussion online. Maybe it wasn't his fault, you know, miscommunication, um, whatever. And I, I mean, I mean, I don't know the route tree there, the play design, obviously, but just looked like a bad ball to me. Um, the strip sack, 
uh, Billy Turner, who what <laughs> waste of money. Um, he was fucking horrible all season. Um, he gets he doesn't see the blitz. Rogers never sees it. Balls out. Luckily, they get back on top of it. I was on a third down though, so had to punt it away. J.K. Scott punts it off his the side of his foot. He was sick leading up into the week. He had a weird season. And the start of the season, he was really good and and had some boomer punts, but uh, not very good after that. Kind of got going on a little bit here um, and at the end, but not a good game by him. Um, the, the second pick by Rodgers – you know, whatever, you know, you're down so much. You're just trying to make something happen. You just basically throw it as far as you can down the field and see what happens. That was all that was. Um, but 31 for 39, uh, 79% completion percentage, 326 yards. Um, stats look good. You know, I, he got going. He did. He, he really did get going. Um, uh, there at and he got us up a lot of yards. And to be fair, I, I would say this about any other quarterback. A lot of that was those yards were meaningless. Um, but the stats ended up looking decent. Um, but I, and I don't think this loss is on him by any means. Like, I don't think it's his fault that once again, they get completely run over and bullied out of, out of California in the playoffs. Um, that that game was, I mean, it was kind of hard not to make comparisons to the Kaepernick game uh, just because of how dominant San Francisco was at running the ball that game. Um, but, yeah, Rodgers, I mean, I don't, and I'm not sitting here blaming him. This was, to me, Green Bay didn't have a good roster, uh, didn't have a better roster than San Francisco, um, and they just had no answers for their run game. Rodgers started slow the the drop snap i i mean i don't you know i read that they said it was both their faults you know of course and little blame here little blame there um strip sack that's billy turner but rogers didn't see it the first pick was horrible stats ended up okay second pick whatever um you know so i'm not i'm not blaming him he wasn't perfect by any means um but Green Bay just had no chance to stop the, the ground game of the Niners all night long, all night long. I mean, it was Mozart for every time he touched the ball, it felt like it was 10 yards, 8 yards, 30 yards, like whatever it was. It just they were ripping off huge tr- chunks play after play. Um, and Green Bay, it really seemed like to me just got in their own heads. When, they, when San Francisco was dominating them that thoroughly on the ground, you know, you, you hear about quarterbacks seeing ghosts all the time. Um, I really think Green Bay's defense started to see ghosts. Um, because San Francisco's offense has so much movement and so much nuance and s- so much to it where there's a ghost motion. We talked about this on the preview show that I did on Thursday. There's a ghost motion going this way and, oh, this is a different formation, but it's the same play coming at you. And, oh, there's over here and now he's motioning over here but that motion means nothing there's there's so much to take in that they really just got in their own heads they had absolutely no answer just a dominant performance by san francisco one that frankly i can't even remember guys jimmy garoppolo threw the ball eight times 
He was a non-factor in this game. And the Niners scored 37. And at times, it felt like they were going to hit 70. Like, anytime, not only anytime didn't Green Bay get a stop, anytime Green Bay didn't give up a first down on every single play, it was like, oh, well, at least we got him to second down. That's the level of dominance that the Niners had over them. Jimmy, and I mean, if you're running for over 10 yards of carry, what does it matter? <laughs> Why Why would you run the ball? I mean, why would you throw the ball? Jimmy finished six for eight for 77 yards. Non-factor, guys. Eight times. That was the first time a quarterback threw less than 10 times in a playoff game since the 70s. And Jimmy, to me, <clears throat> I... I, I I, I was saying, hey, Jimmy, he's going to give you one. Like, that's what I, that was part of my reasoning for picking Green Bay. My God, was that a horrible pick, by the way. But it was like, he'll throw you one, maybe two if you're lucky. Um, and, like, here's the thing, what I think about Jimmy. Because now there's a big conversation about Jimmy. I saw on for, uh, First Things First, the FS1 show, uh, Nick Wright, who, you know, interesting takes at times. But uh, he said he said this is one of the biggest quarterback Super Bowl mismatches of the century. Um, I don't think so. Like you got you know, just thinking back, Manning first Grossman. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna go through it all, but like, I don't think so. I don't think this is what like that. Jimmy has been this year a little above average starter with upside, in my opinion. He's not an elite quarterback by any means, but he's not bad. And with Shanahan calling the plays and that dominant of a roster and their ability to just pound the ball nonstop and no one can stop their ground game, like he's more than fine as a starter. So that's that's a bit much. But he didn't have to do anything on Sunday. And why would you change it up if you are running the ball like that? You wouldn't. And they didn't. And that was that. Um I mean, so the Niners go to the Super Bowl. Congrats to my Niner fan friends. Um, I have a lot of them. They've all been pretty chill, you know, not too bad after the game. I haven't talked to some of them, but like, like, uh, yeah, I mean, congrats to you guys. You guys were the better team. You were the best team in the NFC all season. You went into New Orleans and won. We came there earlier in the season and got destroyed. Um, you beat Seattle in Seattle. You beat us again, you know, you dominated Minnesota in round two. Like, you guys were the best in team in the NFC all season long. Um, I was very wrong about you before the season. I just, I saw this as a eight, nine win team. I didn't see this team in the Super Bowl, but you guys are in there. You guys are in the Super Bowl. Congrats to you guys. I was wrong. And good luck in a few weeks um, or 12 days or whatever. Uh, anything else on that game? Um, Mike Pettin for Green Bay, I wouldn't bring him back. There's just way too much resources and talent on this defense for you to get dominated that badly. Um, you know, Wade Phillips, obviously available. I'd like him. I would not bring Mike Pettin back. Um, 
there's uh, this isn't the 2012 Packers where it's an aging defense that lives off turnovers and um and all that. This is a this is a roster that is stacked with high draft pick high draft picks or first rounders on the defensive side of the ball. Um they haven't took an offensive player in the first round in 8 years. Um and then they went out and spent money. They bought they spent big on on two pass rushers, they paid Amos a, a good contract. Like you just cannot look like that on that stage and come back. Now, do I expect him to be back? I do. I mean, this is an organization that um is fine with this. Um, and hey, I'll take making the NFC championship game every year, but they I don't see I mean now, you know, new GM. Uh, compared to Ted Thompson. So it's the first time we've kind of had a um, successful season under the new regime and seeing how they respond to that. Are they going to spend money? Are they going to make changes? Is Patton going to go? All good questions. I don't know. Um, but this is an organization that's not known to make uh, reactionary decisions, but I don't think that's reactionary. This defense should have been better and they've showed flashes and, and they got a lot of talent on that side of the ball and, um, it just, it just still wasn't good enough. And that's not enough. Like you have, I don't know. I mean, I, I hear how this is a building block year for green Bay and they'll be back and oh, you know, you know, all the fans and players say, Oh, we'll be back. And I love it. I love that type of attitude and all that. But to me, to me, you know, just looking forward to next year and we'll move on to the AFC game. Uh, to me, like you look at this team, they were 13 and three, every metric would tell you they overperformed what their rec, what their actual record was. Um, they were eight and one in one score games. They were six and one in one score games. If you don't want to count eight points as a one score game, either way, they're due for a regression in that category. That's just how this works. Um, plus, you know, we'll see though another year in the offense and, then it's not like the quarterback is in his late twenties or early thirties anymore, guys. He's in his mid thirties. He said he's on the the last, you know, the the eighteen like turning the corner, or whatever fucking golf reference he used. Um, so is it is it a building block? And next year they'll be back in that game. I, that's very possible, but it's also possible this was like the one last run that they have before they transition into a new era and a new team um obviously i hope it's the first one but the latter is a possibility as well uh we'll see that i think they need to be aggressive this offseason they, they need a number two receiver besides uh aside to Devonte um lazard he can stay i think so really lazard and Devonte. and then get you another guy in free agency maybe via trade whatever uh, they've drafted some tight ends that they like. We saw Jay Sternberger make a touchdown uh, in that game. And Jimmy, he'll be gone. Geronimo Allison will be gone. Um, you know, thank God for that. Um, and then on defense, you know, Blake Martinez, obviously very emotional after the game. I've been hard on him on Twitter, on this podcast and everything, but it just shows the human element to it. It really kind of puts you in your place. Like you feel bad for criticizing him, but. I think he can see the writing on the wall that they want to get a little more athletic there. Um, 
at that position at inside linebacker. I don't expect him to be back. I think he'll get a decent deal on the market, but I don't think it's going to be with Green Bay. But other and then you know we'll see what happens with Belaga if they replace him or or if they can figure something out there. Uh, but that's really it. They're going to have a lot of this team back next year. The one score thing does worry me. You know, we'll see how Rodgers looks in year two under Lafleur, and we'll see if they're still aggressive. Uh, this would, I think, what I would do. You know, obviously, last year when they doubled up with Edge, um, where they signed two, and then they went and had their highest draft pick in in a decade. Um, in a long time, almost two decades, their highest draft pick, uh, and they went edge again. And hey, by the way, that draft pick played three snaps in the AFC Championship game, twelfth pick overall, fucking disaster. And then you see people on Twitter like, "Oh, um, well, he was behind Preston and Zadarius. You know, he, he'll get his time next year." Guess what, you fucking morons? Those two are still going to be here, and they're going to give Kenny a big deal, and that's just what it is. It was a bad pick at 12. If I'm wrong, I'll come on here and apologize to Rashawn Gary, but that pick was fucking horrible. He can't even get on the field in the biggest game of your season, the NFC Championship game. The 12th pick is nowhere to be found. He's a ghost. Disaster. But we'll see. I, would, I wouldn't I would mind. I would do it. I'd sign a receiver. I'd pick one early. You know, get yourself an inside linebacker, figure out the blogger thing, and try and run it back. Um. But yeah, we'll get more into the offseason stuff um, in the offseason, which is unfortunately here. Comes and goes so fast. Um, but another another year without a Lombardi. Um, nine years now. And here's the other thing. Like, oh, we'll be back. We're finally going to break through. If Rodgers goes to the Super Bowl again in his career, it will be the largest gap between his first Super Bowl appearance and his and the second one for a quarterback in NFL history. So we're going against the odds pretty bad here, guys. But sure. I mean, if you if you guys feel better being optimistic, that's great. I'm, I'm sure that can help. But I'm not really feeling the same over here. I think this is a good roster. I think they have a lot of talent. I think they have star power. Um, I trust the GM. I think, I mean, I, he's hit on some picks. The Jair pick, obviously, he fleeced the Saints with the trade, signing Zadarius and Preston Steals. Amos was a good deal. Like, he's done a lot of good things, but there's been some head scratching things too. The Demarius Randall trade, we can go way back to there, still doesn't make any fucking sense. Trading him, trading at that time one of your best defensive players for a backup quarterback doesn't make a whole lot of sense at all. The Rashawn Gary pick does not make a lot of sense. I like I like Savage. I think Savage is going to be good. Um, so I like that one too. But I don't know. We'll see. This is a huge offseason. Not as big as last year because you had to hire the head coach and you had to do so much to repair that roster. And, you know, he did a good job. So let's see if he can put the final pieces together on this roster for them to be on the Niners level next year and make it to the Super Bowl, hopefully. But, yeah, that's it for the NFC and the Packers will will get into the offseason when it when it when free agency rolls around here in about a month and a half or whatever. Um two months. Like I don't know when yeah, a month and a half, month and three weeks. But let's move to the AFC game. Um the Kansas City Chiefs are heading to the Super Bowl. What a talk about it, this game. The Derrick Henry thing finally came to a kind of a halt there. Only 69 yards for him, one score. The Chiefs really did a good job containing him. 
Chiefs jump out to an early lead at 17-7. And you're thinking, I mean, the Titans jump out to an early 17-7 lead. And you're thinking, wow, this is really lining up well for them. And it just, it just fell apart. Um, and Pat Mahomes, one of the great plays in championship game history with that run. He's the best quarterback in the game. He... <laughs> He has a chance to be the greatest quarterback of all time. I know that's like a hot topic right now, but like what he's accomplished already early in his career. So his rookie year, he sits behind Alex Smith. Um, doesn't really play. Um, the second year, he only throws 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, and wins the MVP in his first year as a starter. Um, and then this year, he gets hurt, so the stats don't look as good, but he makes the Super Bowl. And in both years that he's been the full-time starter, they've been in the AFC Championship game. With the Pats kind of moving out the door, it feels like a little bit, and that era, that's a hope and feeling kind of like it's kind of moving away and ending. This guy's going to step right in and run it. And then you got Lamar, too. Like, that's going to be a, a great head-to-head -head thing. And how the AFC was kind of Steelers- Peyton Manning and Pats for the last 20 years, I could see it being Ravens chiefs for the next 10. So years, like I could see them going on a run like that. Those two teams and Mahomes just, and then the throw to walk-ins where he, he just, he rolls around and he's buying time and then makes just walk-ins was open. And, and, and but he just still makes like an, a, a tough throw down the field, like on the move, make, makes it look so effortless and easy touchdown dagger chiefs go to the super bowl for the first time in like five decades so it always could be worse i gotta remind myself that it's only been approaching one decade for green bay but um incredible um good run by the titans i think they have a night i think you got it'll be interesting to see what they do with Tannehill, and then derrick henry obviously I, I would imagine henry gets the tag be interesting to see but i mean you know, do you feel comfortable giving Henry the tag? And then what, are you going to give Tannehill a long-term deal? Are you going to let him into the open market? It's going to be interesting to see what they do. But their roster is good. It's solid. It's young. Uh, Frabel has proven to be a good coach. And, um, and yeah, you got to feel good about the future if you're a Titans fan. I mean, good run, a run to go through New England and Baltimore, both on the road. And then you run into this juggernaut that just uh, seems like they can score whenever they want. Um, the chiefs, I mean, here's the thing with Mahomes is Mahomes is really the first quarterback with this type of talent, this type of talent. So we're talking guys that in my opinion, with this type, I mean, now Mahomes might be better than all of them, but guys on this, at least level of talent that I've seen in my lifetime, I, I don't, I didn't watch any of LA. Like I heard, you know, McNair young, like none of that. Okay. So guys with this level of talent that I have seen in my lifetime, Rodgers, obviously, Mahomes, um, Russ, and then uh, Cam. And and the Cam one will, will surprise people and people might not like that. But those are the guys that have this type of just air rare breath, will take your breath away talent. And Mahomes is the only guy that really fell into a situation that was absolutely absolutely perfect for him i'm not taking anything away from mahomes at all i love mahomes but i'm just saying this situation for him the play caller is one of the best in the game uh you got weapons all over the place 
and it's just a match made in heaven. This was what happens when you combine an elite situation with one of the greatest talents the game has ever seen. And I think it's Mahomes is already there. Um, and that's this is what you get. A team that really, if it'll feel like for the next decade, can go to the Super Bowl as long as they have those combinations. So props to them. Happy for their fans. Um, not going to go into as depth in in deep about this game. Good run by the Titans. Chiefs Niners is going to be an incredible matchup. Um, and yeah, so yeah, that's going to do it for the recaps. I hope you guys, uh, thank you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed listening all year on the season and the picks and everything. And um, you know, hope you enjoyed it and appreciate y'all for listening and. Yeah, thanks. It's been a it's been fun, and but we're not gonna go anywhere. So so the plan for the off season, uh, we're gonna talk NBA. Uh, we're gonna start talking NBA more now. Um, with that in full swing, uh, I'm glad I never taped or uh, posted that Jazz Panic podcast because they're rolling right now. Um, <laughs> that I did, but uh, early in the season when they were struggling. But we're gonna do deep dives about the NBA and just everything else going on in sports. In obviously NFL off season, the Super Bowl will have stuff. Um, and we're just gonna try and keep this going. We're gonna be big into the draft uh, this year. Uh, try and get some people on, so it's not always just me you're listening to. Try and get some people have conversations about different things, and this is still gonna go. And then. You know, obviously baseball. I'm going to try and get something going with the Astros scandal since that's kind of finally coming to a halt. Uh, the news went crazy on that the other day with burner accounts and people being whistleblowers and like everything that's going on and saying there's eight teams involved, like all sorts of stuff. So we're going to have stuff to talk about. Uh, obviously, the NFL was our main content here for the last how many ever months and appreciate you guys for listening. Um, that's going to do it for another episode of Low Expectations Podcast. Uh, we, this, this episode was brought to you by anchor. If you're looking to start a podcast, anchor is the best way to go about it. If, if, when starting a podcast, you're going to have a lot of questions. Where do I record my podcast? How do I post my podcast? How do I get my podcast on the apps, on the platforms, everything that goes into it. Anchor walks you through every step of the way. So we thank them for sponsoring today's show. Um, and also if you guys could swing by iTunes and give us a rating and review, preferably five stars. It really helps us out doing what we're doing here. And leave a review, what you like about the show, what you don't like. Be much appreciated if you guys can do that. Um, so, yeah, that's going to do it for another episode of Low Expectations Podcast. Peace.